Welcome to the National Native Network podcast series. Today we're presenting our webinar archive, The Circle of Life Curriculum, Module 1, Cancer Types, from May 20th, 2020. To view the webinar video and additional resources, please visit our website, keepitsacred.org, and click the Resources tab and the Webinar Archive tab. Please enjoy our presentation. Good afternoon and good morning, everybody. My name is Joshua Hudson, and I am with the National Native Network, and I work at the Intertribal Council of Michigan. Thank you for joining us today in the first of a seven-part series uh, webinar uh, that is presenting the American Cancer Society's Circle of Life. Today is Module 1, and we'll be covering cancer types. As a friendly reminder, we will not be offering CEUs for this presentation or for any of the presentations in this series for Circle of Life. Um, we're here to provide um, information. So, so I'll be the only speaker today, um, and I already introduced myself, but again, I'm Joshua Hudson with the National Native Network, and I'd like to thank you all again for coming. So what is the Circle of Life Initiative? The Circle of Life Initiative was developed through a partnership between American Indian and Alaska Native tribes and the American Cancer Society. It's information that tribal communities can use to teach people about health habits, cancer prevention and treatment, and caregiver support. The purpose of the Circle of Life Initiative is to help reduce cancer morbidity, which means the number of people who get cancer, and cancer mortality, which is the number of people who die from cancer and for improving the well-being of Native populations. So to discuss what is cancer, this is our session objective. So we want to discuss what is cancer, how can cancer risks be reduced, what are some of the most common types of cancer, and how can cancer be found. Um, and so, We'll start by noting celebrating life, eating healthy foods, staying active, limiting alcohol intake, and not using commercial tobacco, uh, which is an example would be cigarettes or cigars, can help reduce cancer risk. Often, the sooner cancer is found and treatment begins, the better the chances are living for many years. Together, we can help save lives from cancer and continue on our journey. So what is cancer? So cells are the basic building blocks of the body. Cancer begins when damaged cells in a part of our body starts to grow out of control. And there are many kinds of cancers. They all start out because of out of control growth of abnormal cells. So cells become cancer cells because of damage to its DNA within the cell. DNA is inside every cell and tells it how to grow and what to do. Most of the time when DNA gets damaged, the cell can fix itself and the if the cell cannot fix itself, the cell dies. If, cancer, if in cancer cells, the damaged DNA is not fixed, but the cell does not die like it should. Instead, the cell goes on making new cells, even though the body does not need them. These new cells will all have the same DNA damage as the first cell does. 
A cancer cell has many mistakes in its DNA. Having damage in just one spot does not necessarily cause cancer. Even when someone inherits damaged DNA, more mistakes in their DNA are needed before cancer will develop. So here are some causes of cancer. Smoking commercial cigarettes, commercial tobacco, um, poor nutrition, being overweight or being obese, lack of physical activity, drinking alcohol, and certain infectious diseases. So all cancers caused by commercial tobacco and have use of alcohol could be prevented completely. The best thing is to never use tobacco at all except in traditional ceremonial ways. About one third of cancer deaths each year are linked to being overweight or obese, which go along with poor nutrition and lack of physical activity. Many of these deaths could also be prevented. The best advice is to choose foods and drinks and amounts that help you get and stay at a healthy weight, eat at least two and a half cups of vegetables and fruits each day, choose whole grain pasta, cereal and bread over refined starches like pastries, donuts, sweetened cereals and other high sugar foods. Limit the intake of processed meats such as bacon, hot dogs, sausage and lunch meat and red meat. Choose fish, poultry or beans instead of beef, pork and lamb. Choose lean cuts of meat and eat smaller portions. Prepare meat by baking, broiling or po poaching rather than frying or charboiling. If you drink alcohol, limit intake to two drinks per day or less for men and one drink per day or less for women. A drink is defined as 12 ounces of beer, five ounces of wine, or 1.5 ounces of 80 proof distilled beer. So now we'll discuss breast cancer. Women ages 45 and older who are at average risk of breast cancer should have regular mammograms. Most breast lumps are benign, but if you find lumps or other changes, talk to a healthcare provider right away. Breast cancer is cancer that forms in the tissues of the breast. It occurs mainly in women, but men can sometimes get it too. Many people do not realize that men have breast tissue and that they can develop breast cancer. All women should be aware of how their breasts normally look and feel and report any changes, like lumps or skin changes, nipple changes, etc., to their healthcare provider. Men should also report any lumps or changes to their medical providers. So benign breast lumps. Most breast lumps are benign. This means that they are not cancer. Benign breast tumors are abnormal growths, but they do not spread outside of the breast and they do not threaten life. Some benign, benign breast lumps are linked to a higher risk of getting cancer. Um, in early detection, studies have shown that tests to find breast cancer early can save many thousands of lives each year. Following the American Cancer Society's guidelines for the early detection of breast cancer improves the chances that breast cancer can be found and treated early. Women at high risk of breast cancer should talk with their health provider about getting MRI scans of their breasts each year along with mammograms. And there's an informational diagram I'm showing now. So we're gonna Transition and talk about cervical cancer. 
So women should get regular pap tests for cervical cancer starting at age 21. At age 30, pap tests should be combined with an HPV test every five years. Most cervical cancers are found in women who have not had, and it's cut off, I apologize. So some other information, cervical cancer is cancer that forms in the tissue of the cervix, which is the bottom part of the womb, which sits atop of the vagina. Cervical cancer forms slowly, starting with a change from normal cells to abnormal or precancer cells, and then to cancer. It's the second most commonly diagnosed cancer among women worldwide. And it is much rarer in the United States because the pap test has been here and used for many decades. And so part of our conversation around cervical cancer, um, we'll discuss HPV. And so here's another diagram. The human papillomavirus, or HPV, is a group of more than 100 types of viruses. Some of these viruses can cause cancer of the cervix, vagina, and vulva. In women, they can also cause cancer of the mouth, throat, and anus in men and women. And HPV can cause cancer of the penis in men. The HPV vaccine can prevent infection with the HPV types that cause most cervical cancers. HPV is passed through skin-to-skin -skin contact, often during sex. Not using a condom during sex increases the risk of getting HPV. Many women who have, who have HPV, but in most cases, the body fights off the virus and it goes away without any treatment. But in some women, the infection will not go away and can cause cervical cancer and other types of cancer. The HPV vaccine cannot prevent all types of cervical cancer, so women who get the vaccine will still need to get pap tests. Men can get HPV too, and they can pass it on to their sexual partners. Men can also get HPV-related cancers, which was noted earlier. Boys should also receive the HPV vaccine. This can help prevent HPV-related cancer in men. There is no approved screening, for, screening test for HPV in men. In terms of early detection, cervical cancers is one of the few cancers that has been proven to be preventable. The American Cancer Society recommends the following guidelines for early detection. All women should begin cervical cancer testing or screening at age 21. Women ages 21 to 29 should have a pap test every three years. HPV testing should not be used for screening in this age group, but it may be used as part of a follow-up for an abnormal pap test. Beginning at 30, the preferred way to screen is with a pap test combined with HPV test every five years. This should continue until age 65. Another reasonable option for women 30 to 65 is to get tested every three years with just the pap test. Women who are at high risk of cervical cancer because of a suppressed immune system, for example, from an HIV infection, organ transplant, or long-term steroid use, or because they were exposed to DES before they were born or in utero, they may, need to be, they may need to be screened more often. They should follow the recommendations of their healthcare team. Women over 65 years of age who have had regular screening in the, past, the previous 10 years should stop cervical cancer screening as long as they haven't had any serious precancers found in the last 20 years, like CIN2 or CIN3. And CIN stands for cervical intraepithelial neoplasia. Women who have ever had CIN2 or CIN3 should continue to have testing for at least 20 years after the abnormality was found. Women who have a total hysterectomy, 
which is a removal of the uterus and cervix, should stop screening, such as pap tests and HPV tests, unless the hysterectomy was done as a treatment for cervical cancer or for precancer. Women who've had a hysterectomy without removal of the cervix, called a supracervical hysterectomy, should continue cervical cancer screening according to the guidelines above. Women who've been vaccinated against HPV should still follow these guidelines. Some, some women believe that they can stop cervical cancer screening once they've stopped having children. This is not correct. They should continue to follow American Cancer Society guidelines for screening. No matter their age, women should not be routinely screened every year for cervical cancer. However, some women may need extra testing for special reasons. For instance, women with abnormal screening results may need to have a follow-up pap test done in six months or a year. Follow-up testing is not in the same as screening. And American, Society, American Cancer Society guidelines for early detection of cervical cancer do not apply to women who have been diagnosed with cervical cancer. These women should have follow-up testing as recommended by their healthcare team. These guidelines also do not apply to women with HIV infection, organ transplant, or long-term steroid use. These women should follow the recommendations of their healthcare team. Next, we'll talk about prostate cancer. Some prostate cancers can grow and spread quickly, but some of them grow slowly. The American Cancer Society does not recommend routine prostate cancer screening. Prostate cancer is cancer that forms in the prostate tissue for early detection. Even though the American Cancer Society does not recommend routine prostate cancer screening for every man at this time, men should talk with a healthcare provider about their risks and options for screening. Prostate-specific antigen, or PSA, test can help spot any prostate cancers, many prostate cancers early, but screening tests can't tell how dangerous the cancer is. Finding and treating all prostate cancers early may seem like the obvious thing to do, but some prostate cancers grow so slowly that they would never likely cause problems. In fact, autopsy studies show that many older men, and even some younger men, who died of other causes also had prostate cancer that never affected them during their lives. In many cases, neither they nor their doctor even knew they had it. Treatments for prostate cancer can have side effects that seriously affects a, man quality, a man's quality of life, and men should talk to their healthcare providers about prostate screening. And so here is another diagram that shows uh, where the prostate is located in a man, and then it zooms in on the prostate and shows some of its workings. Up next, we'll talk about colorectal cancer. Adults ages 45 and older who are at average risk should get regular colorectal screening. Colorectal cancer can be prevented by some types of screening. Colorectal cancer is a term that is used to refer to cancer that develops in the colon or the rectum. These cancers are sometimes referred to separately as colon cancer or rectal cancer, depending on where they start. And I changed the slides so that you can see some of uh, some diagrams. In most people, colorectal cancers develop slowly over a period of several years. Before cancer develops, a growth of tissue or tumor usually begins as a non-cancerous polyp on the inner lining of the colon or rectum. Smoking, well, using commercial tobacco, including smoking cigarettes, heavy alcohol use, and being overweight all increase a person's risk for colorectal cancer. For early detection, at age 45, men and women at average risk should begin regular colorectal screening 
colorectal cancer screening. Talk with your doctor about your risk factors to find out if you should start colorectal cancer screening at a younger age. Talk to a healthcare provider about the screening options that are available. Some types of tests can be done at home. Most of these types of tests must be done every year. Other screening tests are done by a healthcare provider and only need to be done every five to 10 years. Anytime that a screening test is abnormal, a colonoscopy is usually needed to find out why. And in terms of prevention, some types of screening tests can find polyps before they become cancer, while others mainly find cancers. Early detection tests that can find polyps include the colonoscopy, virtual colonoscopy, barium enema, and flexible sigmoidoscopy. Removing polyps before they become cancer can prevent colorectal cancer. And before I move on, I have a couple poll questions. I'm going to launch the poll now, and it's open. And I'm, the question is, have you ever heard of the circle of life before, which is this curriculum that I'm going over right now? And we're only at about 20% having voted, so make sure you cast your vote in the poll. Okay, we're improving. We're at just above 50%. I'll leave it open for just a few more seconds. We're at 58% voting right now. I have another poll question that I'm launching right now. Do you believe that cancer is an issue in your community? I'm aiming to have at least 60% participa participation, so if you are not currently voting in the poll, please do so. We're up to 53%. Leave it open for just a few more seconds. So we had 66% voting and the results from that was 94% of people said that yes, cancer is a concern or an issue in your community. So here is another poll. What is your gender? We're at about 30% voting participation. Also, friendly reminder, I know that I didn't say this at the beginning of the webinar, so my apologies for forgetting to mention it previously, but in the GoToWebinar uh, menu that you have, on, it's typically on the right side of your screen, there are handouts available for download. So please feel free to download those handouts uh, for you to use now and later. All right, we're at 64% voting. I'll leave it open for three more seconds. Okay. And I have one more polling question that I'm going to ask right now, and I will ask more later. So I've launched it now. 
So if you are a CHR or community health representative or you work in health education, uh, please rate where you are in terms of years of experience. And if this does not apply to you, uh, then you don't have to answer. We're at less than half, but uh, a considerable amount, 28%, 29% are uh, reading 15 plus years. So that's exciting. And then the next closest is 26% at one to four years. All right, so now we'll move on to lung cancer. Commercial cigarette smoking is the single most preventable cause of cancer in the US. And there are lung cancer screening guidelines for some smokers. So lung cancer is cancer that forms in the tissue of the lungs. And there's a diagram on your screen now of your lungs. About seven out of 10 lung cancer deaths in women and nearly nine out of 10 lung cancer deaths in men are caused by smoking. Many of the others are caused by secondhand smoke. Most lung cancers start in the large breathing tubes or the bronchi and smaller breathing tubes or the bronchioles, but they can also begin in other areas such as the windpipe or the trachea or air sacs or the alveoli. If someone stops smoking before a cancer begins, much of the damaged lung tissue can gradually start repairing itself. If a chronic obstructive pulmonary disease like emphysema has already started, that tends to not go away. But if you stop smoking, it can help, it, help keep it from getting worse. People who stop smoking before age 50 cut their risk of dying in the next 15 years in half compared with those who continue to smoke. Stopping smoking at any age lowers the risk of lung cancer and death. No matter how old someone is or how long they've smoked, quitting may help them live longer. The American Cancer Society makes the following recommendations for the early detection of lung cancer. Adults between ages 55 and 74 who are heavy smokers or used to be heavy smokers may consider screening for early lung cancer detection if they are in fairly good health, they must not have other serious life-limiting conditions like severe emphysema. They must be healthy enough for surgery during a part of the lung if lung cancer is found. Must have smoked at least 30 pack years, which is a pack of cigarettes per day for 30 years or two packs a day for 15 years, et cetera. And are either still smoking or have quit smoking within the past 15 years. With their doctor or healthcare provider, people interested in screening should weigh the currently known risks and benefits of LDCT, which is low dose computed tomography, screening and make a shared decision as to whether they should be screened for lung cancer. Healthcare providers who are concerned about the risk of lung cancer in their patients might talk with you about lung cancer screening if you meet all the conditions for age, health, and smoking history. At this time, adults who do not meet those conditions should know that there is, there is uncertainty regarding the balance of benefits and harms for younger people and or those with less lifetime exposure to tobacco smoke, and therefore screening is not recommended. This is especially the case among individuals who have never smoked. Although some individuals diagnosed with lung cancer were never smokers, and there is interest in offering non-smokers an early detection option, at this time, the net balance between possible harms and benefits from screening is estimated to be extremely unfavorable. 
This will continue to be evaluated as more data becomes available. Adults who choose to be screened should get LDCT, or again, that's low-dose computed tomography of the lungs each year. Adults who choose to have lung screening should enter an organized screening program at a facility that is an expert in LDCT screening with a health team that is skilled in the evaluation, diagnosis, and treatment of abnormal lung lesions that may show up on LDCT. Healthcare providers should help their patients identify settings with these expertise. There is always benefit to quitting smoking. People who want to be screened should either enter a quit smoking program. Screening should not be used as an alternative to quitting smoking. And so here's some more eligibility criteria for the National Lung Screening Trial. Ages 55 to 74 with no signs of, no signs of symptoms of lung cancer, a smoking history, active or former smoker with 30 pack year history. A pack year is the equivalent of one pack of cigarettes per day per year. Multiply the number of packs per day the, the person smokes times the number of years the person has smoked that much. If the result is 30 or more, the person meets the minimum. An example would be one pack per day for 20 years, one and a half packs a day for 20 years, two packs per day for 15 years, or three packs a day for 10 years, all come out to 30 pack years. Active smoker, if active smoker, should also be strongly encouraged to quit, uh, to enter a smoking cessation program. Or if there's a former smoker, they must have quit within the past 15 years. And reasons why a person should not have lung cancer screening, metallic implants or devices in the chest or back, like pacemakers or metal rods in the spine, home oxygen use, symptoms of lung cancer, have had lung cancer before or not healthy enough to have surgery to remove part of a lung. And up next, we're gonna talk about skin cancer. There are two types of skin cancer, non-melanoma and melanoma. Non-melanoma is the most common form of skin cancer and melanoma is the more serious form of skin cancer. About 5.5 million new cases of non-melanoma are found each year. The most common type of non-melanoma skin cancer is basal cell cancer. These skin cancers are very curable. More than 70,000 cases of melanoma are diagnosed each year. People with darker skin tan more easily, but tanning is still a form of skin damage. Ultraviolet or UV exposure coming from sunlight, tanning beds, or sun lamps can raise skin cancer risk even without causing sunburn. Sunburns are linked to a higher risk of skin cancer, especially melanoma. Suggestions for preventing skin cancer, cover up. Wear clothing to protect as much skin as possible. Wear a hat with a two to three inch brim all around. Wear sunglasses. Check the label before you buy and make sure that they block 99 to 100% of UVA and UVB radiation. Limit exposure to midday sun. Avoid being in the sun too long between the hours of 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Use a broad spectrum sunscreen to protect against both UVA and UVB rays. Use broad spectrum sunscreen with sun protection factor or SPF values of 30 or higher. Apply it generously and often, at least every two hours if you're outside, and more often if you're sweating or in the water. Avoid tanning beds and sun lamps, and protect children from the sun. Children tend to spend more time outdoors and may burn more easily. 
And so here's the ABCD rule. The ABCDE rule is an easy guide to the usual signs of melanoma. So I want to note that the pictures are not actual size. Um, I think that they've been enlarged. Possible signs and symptoms of melanoma. The most important warning sign for melanoma is a new spot on the skin or a spot that's changing in size, shape, or color. Another important sign is a spot that looks different from all the other spots on your skin. If you have any of these warning signs, have your skin checked by a doctor. The ABCDE rule is another guide to the usual signs of melanoma. Be on the lookout and tell your doctor about spots that have any of the following features. A stands for asymmetry. One half of a mole or birthmark does not match the other. B is for border. The edges are irregular, ragged, notched, or blurred. C is for color. The color is not the same all over and may include shades of brown or black, or sometimes with patches of pink, red, white, or blue. D is for diameter. The spot is larger than six millimeters across or about one quarter inch, the size of a pencil eraser. Although melanomas can sometimes be smaller than this. And E is for evolving. The mole is changing in size, shape, or color. Some melanomas do not fit the rules described, so it's important to tell your doctor about any changes or new spots on skin or growths that look different from the rest of your mole. Some other warning signs are that a sore does not heal, spread of pigment from border of a spot into surrounding skin, redness or new swelling beyond the border, change in sensation, itchiness, tenderness, or pain, or change in the surface of a mole, scaliness, oozing, bleeding, and the appearance of a bump or nodule. And so we'll talk about some other cancers. There are some cancers more commonly found among American Indians and Alaska Natives than other populations. Many of these cancers do not have early detection tests. According to, so here's a, a side note, lung and colorectal cancer incidence rates for American Indian and Alaska Native people in the Northern Plains and Alaska, both men and women, were significantly higher than for white people in a special study that took careful pains to separate American Indian and Alaska Native cancer cases from non-Native people. In that same special study from 1999 to 2004, rates of cancer of the gallbladder, liver, stomach, and kidney were higher in American Indian and Alaska Native people in Alaska, Northern and Southern Plains, and the Southwest than for white people. According to that same 2008 special study, other cancers may be more common among American Indians and Alaska Natives than other among other groups. These cancers include gallbladder, mouth or throat, kidney, stomach, multiple myeloma, ovarian, uterine, testicular, and even some childhood cancers. Uh, another note, multiple myeloma is a type of cancer formed by cancerous plasma cells. Normal plasma cells are found in the bone marrow and are an important part of the body's immune system that help fight infections by making antibodies. Unfortunately, most of these types of cancers do not have early screening tests that everyone can use. Mouth cancers and precancers can sometimes be found when a dentist or other healthcare provider does a careful exam of the mouth. In contrast, lung, breast, prostate, colorectal, bladder, and uterine cancers are the most common cancers diagnosed throughout the United States. Some of these cancers have well-known risk factors. The best way to reduce cancer risk 
is to maintain a healthy weight by eating nutritious foods to maintain a healthy weight, as noted earlier, and by avoiding commercial tobacco products and secondhand cigarette smoke and controlling alcohol intake. Remember, you can prevent some cancers, namely cervical and colorectal, with certain types of screening tests, and you can improve your chances of survival by getting screened for some types of cancers to find them early, such as breast, colorectal, and cervical cancer. If someone has concerns or questions about these types, more information can be found on the American Cancer Society website, which is www.cancer.org, or by calling the Society at 1-800-227-2345, or through the National Cancer Institute, which you can find online. I do want to note that the special 2008 study has not been repeated thus far, so we don't have any more up-to-date numbers that are this specific. Although we do use the numbers in which people self-identify as American Indian Alaska Native in general, those numbers tend to be more like the general U.S. population. When the 2008 study cross-matched numbers with people registered as American Indian Alaska Native to verify that those reporting were actually American Indian Alaska Native, different patterns of cancer emerged. And so we'll move on to some key messages. We can reduce cancer risks by not using commercial tobacco. And again, examples would be cigarettes, cigars. We can also maintain a healthy weight and exercising daily, eating a variety of fruits, vegetables, and whole grains, limiting alcohol intake, and a healthy lifestyle can reduce cancer risk even in people who have cancer in their families. As of 2016, there were nearly 15.5 million cancer survivors alive in the United States. Cancer is the second leading cause of death for American Indians and Alaska Natives. About three out of four cancers are diagnosed in people ages 55 and older. And as I noted previously, you can call the American Cancer Society at this number, 1-800-227-2345, for cancer information and day-to-day -day help, as well as support in your area. So I have some more polling questions. Uh, these are knowledge questions that um, have been covered throughout the presentation so far. So I'm launching it now first. The first question is, is it possible to catch cancer from someone who has it? So for all of these polling questions, uh, there's nine of them. There are three possible answers, true, false, or not sure. And so currently we're at about 40% having participated. So please circle back and vote in the polling. We're just about 50%. So I'll leave it open until we hit 60%. Okay. I'll share the results. So 97% said false. Here's the second question. 
Cancer can be a chronic disease like high blood pressure. True, false, or not sure. We're just about 60%. I'll close it in about three more seconds. Okay. This one had a little bit more variation, but 70%, 72% said true and 22% said false, with 6% saying not sure. Um, also, the next slide that I share will have the answers. So I'm launching the third polling question. Breast cancer is common in American Indian and Alaska Native women. Okay, we've hit the 60% mark. I'll close it in three more seconds. So if you haven't participated yet, please do so. And I'm launching question number four, smoking is a risk factor for cervical cancer. We're at about 50% participation. I'm gonna keep it open again for a little while longer. I'll share these results too. So 77% said true, 20% said false, and 3% said not sure. Um, I also realized that I didn't share um, question number three. So I'm sharing the poll results right now. 88% um, said that it was true that breast cancer is common American, among American Indian Alaska Native women. And 8% said false, and 5% said not sure. So on to question five, I've launched it now. I'll leave it open for about four more seconds. Okay, I'll share this. We're at 54% true and 42% false. Question number six, and we only have nine questions. So I'm launching question number six now. Diet affects the risk of developing colorectal cancer.
Alrighty, I'll close it in two more seconds. I'll share this one where it, there was 91% true and 4% false and 4% not sure. Question number seven. We're at just about 50%. I'll leave it open for five more seconds. This is the first one that we've had 100% uh, in agreement. And the 100% was uh, selected for true. And here's question number eight. People with darker skin cannot be diagnosed with skin cancer. True, false, or not sure. I'll leave it open for about five more seconds. We had another 100% agreement, um, and this time it was on false. And last but not least, question number nine. I'll leave it open for five more seconds. And I'm sharing that with you as well. We had another 100% agreement on true. Oh. So I had included a slide, but I think it was hidden. So I'll go through the questions and answer them out loud. So is it possible to catch cancer like you can catch a cold? That's false. It is not possible to catch cancer. Cells become cancer because of damage. Cancer is like a chronic disease, like high blood pressure. And that is true. Cancer can be treated as, can be treated as a chronic disease. Cancer can often be cured but many types that cannot be cured can be treated to prolong life. And so I will share the questions and answers with you as I go through them. Breast cancer is common among American Indian Alaska Native women. That answer is true. Breast cancer is the leading cancer diagnosis among American Indian and Alaska Native women. Question number four, smoking is a risk factor for cervical cancer. And that answer is true. Smoking is a risk factor for many types of cancer, including cervical cancer. 
Question five, the American, the American Cancer Society recommends routine PSA screening for men. And the, that answer is false. At this time, the American Cancer Society does not recommend routine PSA screening for prostate cancer. And again, just to refresh us on what PSA stands for, PSA stands for Prostate Specific Antigen Test. Question number six, a healthy diet can reduce the risk of developing colorectal cancer. And that answer is true. Maintaining a healthy weight, physical activity, and a healthy diet can help reduce colorectal cancer risk. Question number seven, breathing secondhand smoke can cause lung, lung cancer. And that answer is true. Research has shown that secondhand smoke, which is inhaling someone else's smoke, can raise the risk of causing lung cancer. Question number eight, people with darker skin are not diagnosed with skin cancer. And that answer is false. People with darker skin can still get cancer. And then question number nine, there are some cancers that are more often found in Native American communities. And that answer is true. Some cancers, such as kidney and stomach cancer, are more often found in certain Native American communities. So, I'd like to thank you all for participating. Um, in closing, we'll leave some space and some time for questions or comments in the question box. And again, if you weren't able to download uh, previously, there are handouts available for you to download through the GoToWebinar uh, platform. The handouts are cancer, cancer types chapters, and so there's a lot more exhaustive information there available for you to read. Um, and then there's some key messages. Um, so there is a question. So there is a question asking about HPV. Um, I do want to stipulate that um, I work with the National Native Network, so I do share a lot of information about a lot of different things, but I am not a cancer expert. But the question is asking about catching or spreading HPV through sexual activity. Um, and that is possible, um, even when we, even as mentioned previously, uh, receiving vaccination for HPV does not fully prevent every single HPV um, human papillomavirus that is present um, in the world right now. Um, the vaccination helps prevent uh, the HPV's 
the types of HPVs that are most commonly associated with specific types of um, primarily cervical cancer and some other cancers too. So you can get and transmit HPV through sexual contact and through skin-to-skin -skin contact. Um, there is a question, uh, and it, it's a good question. I don't currently have an answer, but it asks if the common cancers in natives, if they're the same for native children. Um, I don't have that information um, in front of me. And information on children and childhood cancers is a little bit harder to come by, especially for American Indian and Alaskan Native people, um, just because we are such a small portion of the population. If there are any other questions, feel free to enter them. All right, well, I haven't seen any other new questions come through. So again, I'd like to thank everybody for participating today. Um, there will be a follow-up email sent in the next couple of hours. It will include uh, the link to the National Native Network website um, page that is hosting information on this series. If you haven't registered for the other modules, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, please do so. Um, that way you can get the variety and the wealth of information uh, that this curriculum has to offer. And so I do want to take a note to mention that I know that this was very like high level and introductory on cancer types. Um, so there are other, each module covers different areas and different aspects of um, cancer knowledge and awareness and cancer survivorship. So thank you all for attending. It was great to have you and please continue to take care of yourselves. To view the full webinar video and additional resources, please visit our website, keepitsacred.org, and click the Resources tab and the Webinar Archive tab. Thank you for listening to this Webinar Archive presentation from the National Native Network.